Hey travelers, before you enjoy this next episode, I just want to give you a heads up. In this recording, we discuss some very difficult topics. Topics such as drug use, addiction, and talks of suicide. If you'd rather not listen to this episode, please do not do so. We have plenty of other subjects for you to listen to in our catalog of episodes. And for those that do choose to continue listening, listener discretion is advised. to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy. And today, we're going to be sitting down with a fan of the show. Something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Before we do that, I just want to give a shout out one more time to our old co-host, Jeff. As Time Slip 84 for the new intro music. Check it out. He does some good stuff. And I am very happy and very proud to be introducing my co-host for the night. Somebody who came crawling back to the Infinite Rebel. He's not. He's not back. Back. He's not back. Back. I. I. I had him come back for this particular uh, chat. We'll, we'll get into all that later. But uh, Jake, welcome. Dude, you'd be making me cry if I showed emotion, dude. It's good to be here. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, it's it's been a it's a it's a thing, man. It's been like what two months. Yeah, something like that. Something like that, I, right? I took enough time that I was able to finally finish my motorcycle, and you then did. it broke down again. I think it was, <laughs> it was badass, dude. Thanks, man. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, What color is it? It is, the Silver. actual coloring is called Pagan Gold. Um, but I, uh, so yeah, I did a, uh, a, ca- a candy Pagan Gold um, kind of like a low rider style paint job on it. So a lot of the cool stenciling, you got the paisley type tablecloth or whatever, and you're spraying the uh, airbrush through that and doing all the cool line work and uh, a bunch of honeycomb patterns and whatnot. And then I used all of the negative space and I filled it with uh, Bible verses and um, Bible references, like instead of my V-Star tank badges, right? Because it's a Yamaha, it's not a Harley or anything. But instead of putting the tank badges on there, I put the big old Jesus fish with the cross in the middle of it. So, you know, from a distance, you can see the really cool tricked out paint jobs. But as you get up in there, there's, uh, you know, the back uh, fender has a bunch of scale armor or a bunch of scales on it. It says put on the full armor of God. Uh, on the sides, you have I can do all things through Christ, you know, and it has the Bible references on there on the front. Uh, the front fender, it says uh, there's bands that go kind of zigzag across it. And it says I'm saved, sanctified and redeemed by the blood of Christ and then or uh, I'm washed by the blood of Christ. And then down the middle of it says I'm redeemed. And I got a bunch of like little crosses and fish all over it. So it's it's really cool. So I was really happy the way it turned out. Um, and I was riding it for the last week and then suddenly I couldn't, you know, get into gear and it kept, uh, kept slipping out and stuff. And I was like, great. So now I got to drain all the oil, take the clutch cover off, replace the springs and the pads and then put it all back together. So uh, back to the project. 
Well, <laughs> but, that's what happens when you're an amateur. So yeah, that's it. But yeah, <laughs> um, hopefully we'll be getting good news soon of a pregnancy with Whitney. So been doing a been busy, <laughs> busy while I've been gone. Um, a lot of cool things opening up. Still getting ready to get out of the Navy here in about six months. Um, prepping for my new job that's going to be outside of that, and um, just been enjoying, you know, not having a time schedule <laughs> and constraints with the with the show. But doesn't mean there is an absolute. You know, I'm closing the book for good on that. Uh, certainly, as things open back up, we'll see. But for right now, I'm definitely enjoying the break away from everything. But you're killing it. I'm listening to all the episodes and uh, really dug the Philadelphia experiment. I actually liked the 0.5 more than the experiment itself. Uh, really? Hearing, you know, yeah, I was digging all the uh, all the weird chopped up, uh, you know, letters and stuff. But yeah, I like what you're doing, man. You're killing it. Huh? That's uh, that's strange. I hated it. <laughs> it was so hard to read. Yeah, I'm, you sound like a mumbling idiot, but I liked yeah, it. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. Um, cool. Well, yeah. uh, now that we're all caught up with you, because people care about that, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and bring in the guest for tonight. Yes, please. All right. I don't really know anything about him, but I know he's a fan of the show. His name's Justin. Justin, what's going on, dude? Shalom. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of this show. It's kept me. It, it's helped me go th- get through a lot of tough days at work, and I felt like. I became friends with all of you, to be honest. It was just like, man, what's going on with the infinite rabbit hole today? Like, I'm not I'm not really enjoying it too much at work. So put that on my headphones and just, yeah, I made, made my day every day, basically. So I quit recently, actually. The uh, Put my notice in mm-hmm. uh, about half a month ago and had some issues. And my, my manager basically... Uh, after I approached him on some stuff, he wanted to fire me without severance pay. And mm. I told him, you can't do that. Um, Lawsuit. <laughs> but instead of firing me, he put me in a bit of a tricky situation at work. And I felt like I don't want to work for this guy anymore. I'm leaving anyway. So just just quit. And um, now I'm working on personal projects until I move to British Columbia in about... Uh, actually, I've changed my moving date since I'm not working anymore. So I'm moving in about a week, I think. Yeah. Right on. That is one thing I did know about you, is that you're from Canada. I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. We, kn- we know more people through, I know more people through this, through this like whole thing, the whole podcasting thing from Canada than anywhere else. <laughs> I guess it's pretty funny. So Justin, what, what interests you in the Infinite Rabbit Hole? What, what kind of topics, what kind of... Uh... What, what, are you, what were you looking for when you came across the show? Well, I don't remember how I found the show, but um, I heard Jake talk and something resonated with his voice and his approach to stuff in my spirit. And while I was listening to the first episode and I was like, this guy's probably a Christian. And this would be really weird if he's a Christian on this type of podcast, because I've never ran into a podcast that discusses these things with a Christian perspective at times. And, you know, lo and behold, at the end of the episode, near the end, he said something about how he believed in Christ. And I was like, victory, this is cool. And so um, I felt like the the platform was so like open and everyone can have their own opinions. And like, it wasn't just an echo chamber. And uh, it felt, uh, it just felt like real. And it felt like 
just people having a conversation about cool things. And um, yeah, it just invited me in and uh, I felt like it just, it was, it was sweet. I don't know. I like it. So yeah. Wow, man. Appreciate you. Well, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of listeners have noticed it, but it's nice, nice to hear it that people recognize what we were shooting for, right? Mm-hmm. That we were shooting for multiple different viewpoints that we can all come together and kind of talk about these subjects from our own specific ideas and viewpoints. And yeah, mm-hmm. Jake has his viewpoints. He doesn't believe in any of it, but he has them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely have a little bit more. I've def- definitely have a different approach about some of these topics than Jake does, but I'm still, I still like that he's coming at these things from a Christian perspective, but uh, I don't know what questions you guys are going to ask, but I'm sure we'll get into something like that later on. So, well, so I got to ask you don't, did you have a, a past of being into these kind of subjects? Yeah, my past, don't know how in depth you want me to get, but essentially I used to, before I was a Christian, I was into new age, briefly going into occult, but nothing, nothing too serious. And, you know, I, sm- I would smoke DMT, I would take magic mushrooms, LSD frequently, um, experimenting with internet research chemicals that you order from who knows where and they come in the mail and you just take <laughs> just take <laughs> them trust, trusting they're going to do what they're supposed to do <laughs> and through these drug experiences i was definitely seeking spirit communication i was interacting with what i believe were beings from other dimensions at times nothing super tangible um just a whole lot of some some things were more tangible uh don't know how much you want me to talk about this subject, but um, you talk about it as much as you want, man. Dude, your story was nuts. I loved it. It's your show, it right? Now. You never, you never said anything, so I didn't know if I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to ask questions, okay. and then have you, and then ask the same question again because I, I knew right away that I was going to be on on this episode with you, like <laughs> a month ago or something like that. So when I was when I was eighteen, I first smoked. I was eighteen or nineteen. I first smoked DMT. And I was transported. I just want to just put a disclaimer. Like, I don't recommend anybody try this stuff. My past was used for for God's glory. uh, But this is dangerous. You are opening portals. It is very unsafe and not meant to be messed with. So when I first smoked DMT, I uh, actually burnt my finger on the pipe. And I was like, oh, no. And then the whole world just dissolved into like this kaleidoscope. And I was transported to this other place where I was like with these gigantic creatures that were building like these mechanical structures. And they had like interweaving sort of geometry that was like non-Euclidean. Um, and so I learned their language and I kind of felt at home with them. And I, I felt like I existed there for years and years and eons almost. And as I was coming out of the trip, they were basically saying like, goodbye, we love you. This is where you're from. You'll be back again. And I came back and I was just taken aback. And it was like, okay, so there's something more to this world other than, you know, this physical reality. And that was the first time I ever experienced something like that. Where I went, what actually I interacted with, I don't know. My later stories, I definitely give credence to or credit, so to speak, to like uh, spirit beings. This was, I would consider a spiritual experience. 
am I convinced that I spoke to spirits then? There, it could probably be explained through scientific reasons. I was in nature. Who knows how it all worked out? I don't know. But um, over the years, uh, I started to take psychedelics more and more. And um, what ended up happening now at this time, I'm kind of like, a, uh, I'm not a Christian. I believe in Jesus, but he's more like a guy in my backpack. Like, you know, he's the dude who, if you're good enough and you acknowledge him, you get to heaven. That's all I was raised to believe. And so with that, you know, Jesus kind of was pushed out of my mind. I was practicing Buddhism, meditation, mindfulness. I adopted like beliefs into in the in Hinduism, um, acknowledging, you know, other deities out there, so to speak. And so I was not, you know, by any real definition, a Christian um, mm-hmm. Christ consciousness might be the better way. I, I kind of adapted that idea that we're supposed to evolve our intellect, ascend, um, you know, and I was aiming for a good reincarnation cycle, essentially. So what ended up happening was, um, uh, man, I wasn't expecting to talk too much about this, so I can't remember everything, but, um, don't go farther than you're comfortable going. We'll we'll stick with that. I mean, we're not, we're not pushing you, man. No problem. Um, it came to a point where I, uh, I took a drug, um, called DPT and it's known as the light. And I heard that it was used in like a weird cult, Christian, weird Christian cult somewhere in the States. So I was like, I got to try that. Um, and so I ordered that and, uh, it, it, um, when I, when I experienced this drug at this time in my life, I was, yeah, I was definitely far from God. And, um, I was teleported to this room with this torus, a torus shape. It's kind of like the, a donut. I was inside of this torus and there was these, um, religious icons that were rotating in and out of existence. And every time they, they would rotate, they would change a different to a different icon. And all of a sudden these praying hands came in view and it just all this, there was just this bright, brilliant, golden white light that just shone all around me. And it shook me to the core and I would drop to my knees crying out to God for forgiveness because I recognized in that moment, the weight of my sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never told Jake this, but at this point in my life, I was actually a practicing Nazi. Uh, I was an anti-Semite. I was a racist. I know I have my my head shaved, but that's not uh, any modern correlation. So um, that was years ago. Um, You know, I was an alcoholic. I was a a meth addict. I was living a completely different life than I am now, for sure. Um, And so in that moment, God struck me. He He used this drug to make me aware of my sin. And the, the experience left and I was like, I'm sorry, I'll change, blah, 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 blah. But the next day I was back to my behavior. You know, mm-hmm. I was drinking, I was doing things I shouldn't be doing. And, but at this time in my life, I was kind of like, I knew there was, now I knew that wasn't just the spiritual reality that I, that I kind of experienced through DMT, mm-hmm. but I knew there was a God and he was personal and I knew what sin was. I never knew about that before. And so um, I got the wrong message, though. I thought that psychedelics would be my way out. And so I started to trip more and more and more. And that's when the entities like the machine elves started to come in. And most people say like the machine elves, you experience them on DMT. 
Um, I'm, I was pretty in, intense. I was actually uh, administering um, a drug called 4-ACO DMT, which is different than NNDMT. I was I was doing that uh, intravenously, so like injecting it. Um, and that that is actually able to still put you to a state where you break through and encounter these entities um, without using NNDMT. So 4-ACO uh, DMT is a prodrug to psilocybin, essentially. So uh, when I would when I would go into these states, the machine elves were very interested in interacting with me in and around that kind of godly experience. And they were deterring me towards Jesus. I knew this. Mm -hmm. Now I can look back and I knew this for sure. But they they revealed to me certain things like this is a simulation. And that that was like, boom, like this is the simu this is the simu is a simulation, man. And I was like freaking terrified. I was so scared. I just you know, I'm high. Right. But right. this broke my reality. And I was convinced that these what these entities told me was true. And um, they were they were trying to push this agenda of like, you need to escape the simulation. And that is nirvana, which is actually when you cease to exist. And so don't enter through the white light if you die. And um, the through some of these experiences, the grays would reveal themselves to me in the visions and they would put their hands inside my body and try to mend whatever was going on inside. And I don't know if anything ever happened from that. I don't know if I had any illnesses at the time, mm -hmm. but um, they they would interact with me in this way. And so moving forward through all these weird, trippy experiences, um, I got put on house arrest and I, I remembered that experience with God through that drug. And I thought to myself, maybe I can get there without a drug. Maybe I can meet God without doing drugs anymore. And so I put away the drugs and I started to read the Bible. And um, I took a serious investigative look and I started to read the book of Matthew. And within a matter of a week, Jesus, matter of a week of being sober and reading the scriptures, mm -hmm. Jesus revealed himself to me. Not personally. He didn't just show up and just say, hey, I'm Jesus. What's up? He, the light bulb went on in my head and it was like, okay, the meaning of life is here. Like I finally know my purpose. And the only, th for the first time in my life, I was faced with the only thing that I actually knew was true, that Jesus is real and he actually died for my sins and not just mine, but the whole world. And it, it shook, it shook me to the core. It was the first tangible thing I could ever say that I've ever experienced other than kind of like recognizing, you know, my sin. This was like the, the revel, the full revelation that my whole life was leading up to. And I was just blown away. And so pretty quickly, I, you know, I repented of my na national socialistic beliefs mm -hmm. and, you know, racism and, God took away my addictions and he was healing me and working on me. Um, but in all of that, I didn't get the hint fully that psychedelic drugs were not something to be messed with. And so because I met God through those experiences, I still thought maybe I could continue doing that. And so what ended up happening was um, I was on a trip once and this was after I've kind of established a stronghold in my faith. And I was sitting there in my room and all of a sudden 
this black and white ribbon wrapped all around me and around the whole room. And this being came to me with telepathic communication. Um, and it's told me that, you know, in a very intelligent way, it said to me, basically, it's a, it's a wonder of series of facts, but the reality is that God does not exist. And I was like, no, that's not true. God does exist. And he mm -hmm. was like, no, it, he doesn't exist. It's, it's just a weird coincidence that the way the universe looks, it just lines up just like that. And, you know, he was presenting me with these other theories, like, you know, the Anunnaki and like the alien beings planted us here, like panspermia type of ideology. And I was like, no, 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 no. I know there's a personal God who exists outside of this creation. And with that, he left. And then a moment later, I was faced with this deep and powerful presence as if Jesus was actually here. And I was, I, I went down on my knees and I started to pray like this. And when I closed my eyes, this being burst forth from this darkness and is now he didn't, I didn't realize it at the time because I was so in tune with this spirit that I was convinced it was Jesus. The way he looked didn't phase me, but he was, he looked like Shiva from the Hindu religion. Mm -hmm. He was blue, large, multiple arms. And, um, he had this intense presence and he was disguised like Jesus, kind of like, if you know, like how your grandpa smells, right? You're like, Oh, that's my grandpa. You know, it's a familiar scent. It's similar to that. Like it just had the aroma, but it was totally not Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was convinced in that moment that it was, and this little mantis creature came on the scene and it was like doing this weird little thing. And I was supposed to follow along by not looking, by not opening my eyes, by turning my, my ears off and by not speaking anymore and focusing on it. And it was, a, it was trying to hypnotize me, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it at the time. And thanks be to God, because I fell over and I opened my eyes and a deep sense of fear and like regret and almost like this idea of torment came upon me, like deep anguish. And for the next 10 hours, I contemplated uh, killing myself in order to, to um, be forgiven. And I was I, now looking back, that was totally not from God. But halfway through this experience or partway through this experience of just, oh, my goodness, I was all over the place in my room. I almost did it. Um, God, I believe he placed his hand on my shoulder at one point in this experience. And he just gave me the sense of peace for a moment. And he said, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to make it through. And then he removed his hand. And then I had to endure the rest of the experience because I opened up a gateway. Right. And, um, you know, you'd think that uh, you'd learn a lesson, but uh, it, it... We're fickle creatures. It wasn't. It was, <laughs> I still didn't quite learn my lesson because I was going through a time of depression a couple months after this experience. And this was very traumatic. It was actually, I was not able to talk about this for a very long time. It was the most traumatic experience in my life. Um, but I was going through a time of depression and I thought to myself, well, if I just take a little bit of psychedelics that I had left. So this is months after the fake Jesus experience that, um, the, that I would maybe give myself some good mood. And I was instantly put into this place of darkness and gloom and grossness. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I feel so murky. And there was no visuals. 
when I had my eyes open, normally there would be trails or something. It just felt like a, like I was in a Halloween movie and it just felt like deep and gross. And so at one point in my experience, my trip, this is when I knew I'm just done because I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? God, I already know God. I don't need drugs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I closed my eyes and I seen these beings crawling out from the darkness. And it was the first time in this trip that I actually started to have hallucinations and they were terrifying. And, um, I was like, they weren't as real as the fake Jesus, but they were very like, like, um, like a wisp and very like, um, phantomish, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, in the name of Jesus, leave now. And as soon as I said that they opened these doors to these like portals and they slammed themselves behind and they were sucked back into like utter darkness. And I was like, Whoa, mm -hmm. that's crazy, man. I've never seen anything like that before. Like I've never been able to interact with a hallucination like that. And so what ended up happening was the grim reaper walked out and he sat down and he stared at me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, leave. But, the, but the death, death is different than a demon. Right. And he has the ability to, to work on behalf of God. I believe there's the angel of death and he just stared at me in this deep feeling like, okay, smart enough sunk in my chest. And so I haven't done psychedelics ever since. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your brain needs support and new Ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine and caffeine. Brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Jeez, man, that is... Well, I don't know if you have any questions, but uh, it's been about five, six years maybe, and uh, um, that took a, those experiences took a long time to heal from. Uh, but I never had a bad trip before becoming a Christian. And then after I became a Christian, that's when the devil and the de the spirits that I was interacting with just freaking turned on me, man. They just, they let loose. That's for sure. And I thank God that they did because, I mean, I'm glad that I'm not using that crap anymore. And we, you can have supernatural experiences with God when you're sober. You know, God is able to give you visions and experiences and dreams that honestly are much more fulfilling than any psychedelic experience or meditation or astral projection experience that I've ever had. So, yeah, you know, I got that a lot from thinking during, uh, during your story, both one, you send me over messenger and, and here now, it's just like the amazing part of all the different things that people will do to find God and, you know, all these sorts of things. Oh, you got to take this drug or you got to, meditate in this way or you got to practice this or blah 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 the bible says that you know seek me and you'll find me like he reveals himself you know if you're earnestly looking he just like hey here i am you know yeah but yeah i i liked it man I, I dug it i was sitting there listening to it and stuff and i was like man i do need to get that uh um that steve guy on <laughs> steve yeah yeah was it the um the new age guy oh steve bankers Bankers. yeah yeah what a wild story, dude. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's uh That is that's crazy. I don't even know where to begin. There's a lot here. Um <laughs> <laughs> so 
DMT. We'll start with that. Yeah. Uh, dimethyl tryptamine. I had to look up that word you said, the uh, non-Euclidean geometry. I was like, and I was like, got my phone real quick, and I was like, looking that up. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard that word before in my life. <laughs> oh, really? Now, for those who are unfamiliar with DMT, I also am not too familiar with DMT. But one thing I do know is that this is the the chemical that is naturally released into your brain uh, upon death. It's it's theorized. There's actually I don't think there's any proof yet, but it is androgynously produced in the body somehow. Right, and they they believe that the the sensation ever everyone's seen it mostly in movies, right? When someone's about to pass away, they have that uh, euphoric kind mm. of mentality to them, like, "Hey, it's okay, I'm good." You know, this is my time. I'm ready to go and everything. Uh, it's it's thought that that's because of DMT being released into your brain, which helps the process and makes it easier. Now, I have also heard that people who take DMT as a hallucinogen uh, have some absolutely wild trips. And I mean, Justin, <laughs> that's some some pretty wild stuff there, man. I don't know the beginning of all the beings. I know that there are tons of entities that people will will come across and a lot of people will actually share experiences um, even through distance. So like somebody's in one house or somebody's in another house states away uh, and they know each other, they can meet up in, in the DMT realm or whatever they, they refer to it as uh, they can actually meet up with each other and go see beings that they can then describe to each other post awakening. Right. If they, if they call each other and say, Hey, you remember that? Give me the name of one of those. Where they basically astral project and see the machine elves or whatever. Machine elves, there you go. But yeah, it's 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 sort of like that. There's some wild stuff. I've I've looked into it a little bit because it was a topic that we were going to cover at one point. Um, I chose not to go with it just because I chose a different topic at that point, and then I just kind of got carried away in some other stuff, and I just never came back to it. Uh, it will be a topic that I eventually go over. Uh, but this is this is an absolute amazing story, dude. Very cool. All right, I'll ask the I'm question. I'm glad I survived it all. <laughs> you asked. Go ahead, Jeff. Jake. 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 Go what Jake. is my name? Jeff. Jax. Jake. Jeff. <laughs> um, what are the machine elves? I've heard a lot of people talk about the machine elves. Can you describe you know, the way you know, you know what they You know what they are when you meet them. Because <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. ever do any of this stuff. Like, I'm dead clean sober. I've been sober for five and a half years now. I'm never going to do this. I never did it like psychedelics and stuff because I was always too scared, which is probably a good thing, a healthy fear. Uh, so machine elves seem to – well, they, people describe what they think are machine elves differently. It depends, too, because, like, it depends on what you classify as a machine elf. Some people will say the jester is a machine elf. I think he's just a basic entity. Um, the machine elves really seem like they have a presence to them. That's like, okay, I know what this is. This is something unique. And you know what? I could, I wish I could show, send a photo. Can I, I can, I can photo, I can send a photo in this chat here, here, eh? Um, um of, I'm not sure about that, but you can, you can absolutely send it to our messengers for sure. I mean, if you look up photos of machine elves, you kind of see what they look like, but I would, I think a lot of these are inaccurate depictions. Um, that's similar to it. Basically they are this intelligent being that is embedded in the technology 
that makes up the fabric of space and time. And they can slip and slide between space, spatial dimensions. Um, and they can uh, show themselves to you. And they, like, imagine if you were to, like, look at a painting, but the painting had intelligence that was beaming into your mind and the 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 con there was a consciousness to the painting and you just knew that this painting is um a living being it's it's so hard to explain i mean terence mckenna talked about it uh about how they like to give you things and they you know they are very um mischievous and they like to hide and they play hide and seek and they they dance around you and you know he often described them as jumping in and out of your body which i mean that to me speaks about of the demonic possession but, right uh you know what what are they um i believe Even. in some some way <laughs> they are uh they are the the spirits of the dead nephilim that's what demons are. Demons are the spirits of the dead Nephilim. And there's certain types of these, these spirits of the certain types of Nephilim. And somehow um, I'm, I'm kind of convinced that the machine elves were uh, possibly some sort of, I don't know how to even describe any of this stuff. That's the thing. It's so abstract. It's hard to describe, but it's like, it's like uh, they have this nature about them that is uh an, an cosmic intelligence that's embedded itself in the fabric of space and time that's the best way i can describe it and of course they visual they can present themselves in a visual manner too um yeah See, I, I can't talk on actually doing dmt i've never done it but i gosh i wish i had read that damn book <laughs> i still have it I should read it. I should have read it before this. I didn't know this was the the path we were going down. <laughs> you know what book you should read? I sent it to you a while ago. The Bible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should read that. Hallelujah. You know, actually, I got a book for, that you, you might like. Uh, it's called The Nephilim, A Giant Walk Through History. Um, and it talks about the, the Nephilim from the apocryphal point of view, but it summarizes the story and condenses it into one uh one sort of fictional account but like looking at it from like this the apocryphal sources and of course like we can debate all day if that's canon or not but i, I still think it's a really great presentation and it ties it in with bigfoot and lots of other lots of other cool things There's, he even talks about black-eyed children in, in here towards the end of the book and ufos and um my friend wrote it and i just finished reading it and it was a really good read so i can send it to you if you want uh jeremy what, what was the name of it uh, the Nephilim, a giant walk through history. I'm gonna add it to my Amazon list now. Yeah, I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Yeah. Well, good. Maybe maybe Jake will take care of that episode. Yep, got it right here. Uh, Jeff E. Brandon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you guys, if you ever have questions about the Nephilim and stuff like that, he's a um, he's a good friend of mine. You can always message him. You can message him on Facebook. He's very open, loves to have conversations about this type of stuff. So, um, if if you look up, okay, I can actually I can find a picture of like a good representation of a machine elf. Um, it's from an album cover of a 
album that I used to like. If you look up Jettison Mind Hatch, you will find what, in my opinion, is a fairly accurate representation of what these machine elves can look like. That's just a depiction on like an album cover, but that's Mm -hmm. how I experience them at times. But the thing is, is you visualizing that and seeing that image, that is actually just a rep like a, a it's a it's a representation but what it's missing is it's missing it's in, it's it's missing its intelligence it's missing its awareness that's the thing is it's almost like incomplete you need to see that with the spiritual element behind it for it really to make sense hmm. interesting stuff man yeah i'll uh we'll dive into the the nephilim sometime down the road and you know uh yeah if you could put me in touch with him that'd be really cool Obviously, I, I want to read to the book, so I know his what I'm wife. About. His wife actually seen Bigfoot. Oh, well, that's more my my going. <laughs> uh, they have a video on it um, too. I can send you a link and all that stuff if you want. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Send it to both, please. <laughs> um. All right. So cool, dude. That's man. I don't. <laughs> I'm speechless, man. I don't even know what what to what to say. I don't know what to talk about. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a Christian man. Uh, Jake is. So Jake's the guy that's going to be able to ask you your, the questions and be able to talk on the same plane as you with a lot of the stuff that you were talking about. I've never done really heavy drugs, man. So I, uh, I can't talk on that, that plane with you. So I'm kind of in a, a spot here. I was enjoying the story for sure. It was, it was, I, I, I felt like I was along with your experience and you, you're very good at, at telling, telling it too. Really good at it, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's actually, that makes me happy because I've been nervous and I feel like when I've told, when I talk to people, I often feel like uh, I'm thinking too fast. And so it makes me have like anxiety about like, if I'm like a prop properly explaining my story, but I appreciate that. Thank you. No, I was able to picture pretty much everything you said as you were saying it. It was really cool. Very, very, very cool uh, story that you got there, man. Uh, Jake, you got any questions for him? Um, I mean, like Jeremy, I, I never, never did, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, I was too scared. My older brother, he dropped a lot of acid back in the day and still to this day, he can't look at like a floral pattern, like a, a wallpaper or like a multi texture or multicolored carpet or whatever without it like swimming and breathing and stuff. And it gives him crazy right. headaches and he's you know, 20 years removed from all of that. So that's, um, that's called HPPD hallucinating precipitating perception disorder. So, uh, is your brother a Christian? And I think he was on the podcast an episode, but I never got to hint it. He was um, a believer. He's, not. he's not, um, he's not, uh, he, that was a different brother. I've got three. Um, Oh, well, maybe, I don't know. I haven't really asked. Okay. He's fine. In his way. Yeah. I had HPPD and I believe, I've been healed of it. So it's possible to be healed of it. Um, but certain musics, certain songs right. can trigger, can trigger maybe not the visuals, but the feeling of being in that space. And it's so weird, man. It's just it's different than anything you've ever experienced while, while uh, in the, yeah. the, 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 the present plane, so to speak. <laughs> See, I have enough issues. I don't need to add extra right but no i i 100 regardless of the disconnect between you know how you were living your life versus how i was prior to becoming a christian same thing raised in a christian household 
fell away immediately as soon as I got, you know, I, I would say that I was never a believer. Uh, I went to church because mom and dad went to church, right? And so that was basically the whole thing. Became an adult, completely uh, went to do my own thing. Um, always had this like knowledge of God, but never a, you know, a uh, uh, submitting to God, right? Never a relationship. Just And I, I held on to that stuff. Like I have a had a cross tattooed on my chest and, oh, you know, heaven forbid you call me on my own, you know, lunacy because I'm going to, you know, throw it in your face, but how, how dare you judge me and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm a raging alcoholic. I'm, I'm doing whatever it is that I want to do. I'm sleeping around, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, just an animal. Uh, and it wasn't until I actually, uh, found Jesus through AA that, you know, I submitted to his authority and it turned and he turned my life around. Right. He uh, completely 100 degree, 180 degrees changed my life. Yeah. And, you know, because I, I always had this knowledge, this knowledge that the, the Bible's true. I mean, we can you can make the argument the Bible's untrue because you don't believe in the miracles or you don't believe in the divinity of Christ. But the historic side behind the Bible, I mean, 25,000 confirmed archaeological digs for people, places and times. Right. Like we were just looking up a uh, when the Assyrians sacked northern Israel and in, uh, I think, 722 B.C. And, you know, and that's in the Bible and that there's actually historic, you know, right. evidence to prove that that actually happened during that time frame. Right. The people that were there. The case were there, for Christ right? is a pretty good one, too. Oh, for sure. I think I said that to Jeremy at some point. Um, but it's just like. But, yeah, I mean, I had the knowledge. Right but not any sort of relationship to speak of, you know, if anything, I was a complete and total blatant liar. Right. Um, and then through submission, all that change happened. Right. It was just like, okay, I submit to that authority. I submit to your, your will over my life. And then I saw just these radical mind blowing changes. And then that's what Whitney, my wife saw. And then that turned her towards Jesus because she saw the difference in attitude and, you know, the way I was living and, you know, how I treated her and how I treated others and stuff. And that's what, she latched on to too. So yeah, I mean, I, I totally could relate to what you were saying. And you know, I, I, I loved your story. I loved, um, you know, hearing it. And I was really hoping that I could get you to, to kind of throw it out there on, on the show. It, it, there's a lot of oppression, I think, in like popular churches and mainstream Christianity and stuff like that. And it's, especially like the, the more boring crowd side of it, it's just like, that's for old people. But, um, it's it's not it's cool there's intelligent smart people out there that are christians mm -hmm. and uh you're allowed to have fun with it i mean i believe in um you know spirit beings i've seen demons come out of people um actually one time when i was in the yukon i uh i seen this guy and i just felt like in my spirit that he was possessed something was wrong with him and i walked up to him and i said hey I'm going to command demons out of you right now in the name of Jesus. And as soon as I said that, he goes, <laughs> he's shaking like this, man. And he's sh just shaking, shaking. And he's like, man, why did you do that? I hate when this happens. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, like, don't touch me, bro. And I was like, dude, get those things out of you. And he, he didn't want to let go of them. He was like, no, no, no. And he ran away shaking like these demons are like halfway through him unable to fully come out mm -hmm. and uh it was like 
So my, my point is you can have fun with this stuff. Like there is, um, per, there's purpose and there's, uh, it's like your giftings and the, the way that you, you perceive the world, it becomes clearer. Like the lens is actually mm-hmm. just open up that sort of scope of like what's really going on and the right. powers that be that are actually running the show and everything behind all of that. It just makes a whole lot more sense now. So And now you're, even though you dragged yourself through a lot of heartache, I imagine you, you come out the other side with a really cool testimony that you can share with people that are still in that area where you were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to talk about it in the show. Cause I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I kind of thought maybe something like this, but, um, I've been trying to reach out more to, to talk a little bit more about, uh, my testimony and I practice mm-hmm. my faith from a Hebraic perspective too. So I keep the Sabbath and, um, you know, the, the, I eat kosher and, uh, all that stuff. So it's right. funny because, um, and that's a 180. That? <laughs> yeah. yeah I wear, I wear tassels actually too. And like, oh, nice. um, I got my prayer like, uh, back like messianic essentially. Here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. of course I'm not Jewish, but I keep the faith from a messianic perspective. Um, and it's interesting because the one episode I was listening to uh, about the guy who had that really cool story about like seeing the guy with the deer head, um, Rand- Randall was his name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that guy at the end of the episode, he was like, I'm messianic. And I was like, what are the chances of that? That is so cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> he actually just reached out to me the other day. He's actually living out uh, by Shasta Mountain. Shasta? That is. Shasta. Shasta. Oh, Shasta, Shasta, Shasta Mountain. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, Shasta Mountain has this incredible history with portals to multiple dimensions, animals from different timelines, Bigfoot. <laughs> I go one. for the Bigfoot, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 nuts. I, eventually, I would I would like to cover that particular location in an episode. It'd be pretty cool. You turned me on to Bigfoot. Like I believed in Bigfoot, but. Jeremy, man, I was like not convinced. And then when you, when I heard episode, I listened to all your Bigfoot episodes and I was like, no, this is real. This is very <laughs> real. And then I heard, looked up the Sierra sounds and as I was laying in bed and I was like, okay, no, this is definitely, definitely real. And, um, yeah, totally, totally. So thanks. Thanks for getting me on to Bigfoot. I didn't know Bigfoot was cool, man, but this, the lore of Bigfoot is amazing. And when you told me actually what really made me more like, okay, this is probably true is when you, when you, when you talked about Bigfoot mind speech, cause I've experienced telepath, te- telepathy before, and I know it's real. It feels like your brain is being touched and there's like the knowledge going into your mind. It's very like, palatable. And so when you told, when you talked in an episode about, you're like, oh, that's the Bigfoot mind speech. I was like, wait a minute that that to me just proved it because i know telepathy is real and i resonated with the fact that like who would make up a story about how bigfoot t- like telepathically spoke to you like that just seems so far-fetched i mean i don't know what your thoughts are about that but to me i was just like yeah that's that definitely resonated with me and so um th- that's what got me on a bigfoot <laughs> well, well let's, let's touch on that for a second uh, that's actually the, the quantum Bigfoot is is how it's commonly referred to. Um, and I'm pretty sure the episode that you're talking about is our interview with Carter Bushart on his uh, his uh, Evidence of Enigma books, one and two. 
I'm actually uh, going to be talking with him very soon. Very, very soon. He's going to be back. I've got him scheduled. I didn't want to put that out there yet, but it's, there it is. Surprise. Uh, Carter Bushar will be back very soon, everybody. I personally am a flesh and blood Bigfoot person. I'm not I'm not necessarily a uh, a quantum, but I'm open to it. You know, if I if I had an experience where, uh, you know, I'm looking a Sasquatch in the eyes and all of a sudden it's speaking to me in my brain. Well, I can I can easily jump to the other side. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say no, but I, I find it interesting just talking to everybody. That's that's why I love so much about these kind of topics is, you know, uh, like, like I tell everybody, I saw a Bigfoot dude. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I saw something that everyone says doesn't exist, right? Oh, you saw the one Bigfoot in the whole world? Well, first of all, guy, there's a lot of big Probably. feats. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of big feats. And, uh, yeah, you know, so I, I take everybody else's story with a, you know, with an open mind. Because everyone has told me that I'm full of shit. So if I can see something that doesn't exist, you know, air quotes. So could have anybody else. And hey. it just may have been something different than what I saw. Bigfoot definitely was my, my gateway cryptid <laughs> to, to the rest of rest of this. Except for Nessie. Except for Nessie. Nessie's crazy face. I'm not a big fan of Nessie, but anyways, I digress. I'm, I'm also a flesh and blood Bigfoot guy. I mean, look, I'm not saying that the other stuff isn't valid, but let's just prove that the thing exists. Um, but it's weird. It's like people get so wrapped up into it where they're just like, Oh my gosh, you're just so dumb. And it's like, what is, what's wrong with another animal existing in the world? Like I actually, I'm going to throw a teaser out there. I know I keep throwing out teasers, so who knows if I actually do it. Right. But, um, he won't everybody just don't ignore this. But I wanted to go through a series, which is the, the main thing that I like about this show, which is talking about real cryptozoology throughout the world all the animals that had lore and mythology surrounding them until some researcher found you know a quote-unquote extinct fish in a food market or a, a new type of gorilla you know up in the chinese mountains right when everyone's calling it like the big hairy men that live up there like all these sorts of things where real cryptozoology came through um like even joe rogan one of his newest podcasts he had forrest galante on there who's a uh some you know, yeah, guy. forest researcher guy. Anyway, but he uh, he was talking about um, what is it? The uh, Tasmanian tiger, tiger, Devil? right? Oh, tiger. And he was he was talking about that thing existing and how it's you know in re- relation to cryptozoology, but how that there's so much speculation, so many pictures that still exist even after being claimed to be extinct. Um, that that is w- considered a real cryptid, right? And so it's like just to kind of let people know it's like yeah it's we're not talking about fairy tales when we're talking about cryptozoology we're talking about animals that have been uh, reduced to legend and lore that have a very high likelihood of existing or animals that did exist that have gone you know quote-unquote extinct that are still theorized to exist right and why can't another type of gorilla be in that category you know why is that so freaky to people every single continent on earth with the exception of antarctica has primates well, I mean, we don't know that because the Earth could be flat. Well, it could be. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, they have monkeys in Mexico. Like, why can't there be an, a thing in, you know, Canada or, you it's know, the United States, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. 
it's like it's 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 nuts. They're they're all over the place. So it's like people get all wrapped up into it. But I'm I'm a big flesh and blood guy. I think it's just another creature that God created for us to enjoy, although albeit in very small numbers and population. You know. You know, since since we're kind of on that topic, I think a lot of people forget well, not necessarily forget, but don't really understand that cryptozoology and cryptids doesn't have to be something as sexy as like the the fake windigo chupacabra or the or the 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 latin (laughs) american chupacabra that's half aliens half i'll eat your fucking face off uh (laughs) you know and i like cryptozoology in the whole like like you were talking about the the tasmanian tiger also known as the thylacine Mm -hmm. was a once living creature i mean we have video proof of this thing walking around like this is this is something that within the time frame of videos we have proof of its existence. That's how. That's how uh, recent. Yeah. Yeah. How recently it went, quote unquote, extinct. But now, I mean, people are seeing them in their backyards and in the uh, in the forest, and now it's a cryptid. You know, it, it's not necessarily as sexy as Mothman. You know, one flying c- creature of the night with red glowing eyes, so sexy. Mm, it's scaly yeah. feet. Mm. <laughs> this is a marsupial who you know instead of looking like a kangaroo or whatnot it looks like a coyote with tiger stripes and it can open its mouth 90 degrees i mean it's it, it's just an absolutely weird creature but it existed and very very well could still exist today and i love that stuff and, and like what jake was talking about the colocanth right mm-hmm. this is this is the prehistoric fish that uh for for a very long time we thought was long extinct and then it showed up in a fish market i believe it was in india i could mm-hmm. be absolutely wrong there don't quote me <laughs> we know they exist now i mean they're they're out there they're still alive uh and they're they're alive at a rate to where they're breeding one or two of them that we've seen are quite young you know within like 5 years so it's it's continuing it, you know it's just you get on like these facebook groups and everyone's got these pictures of like this you know strange creature and they, they want to make cryptozoology out to be this this horror film and it's just it's just not right um it can be who knows I like old there, monster movies i love them oh i love them too uh <laughs> th- there could be there could be some of those out there right but what really really fascinates me is the stuff that we can actually it's within our grasp Right, we can actually prove that this thing exists. Right, uh, speaking of the Yukon, as you were talking about earlier, I mean there are um, reports that mammoths are still alive up there, uh, in in very very really? small groups. Yes, so well, now they're going to bring them back, so they absolutely will be alive. But I mean, think about how <laughs> how vast the, uh, the the northern territories are. I mean, I mean, come on, man, you you know better than I do. These these places are as rural as rural gets and there's just thousands of miles thousands upon thousands of miles of square miles of land that's just not touched could there be something out there absolutely 100 percent. could it be a mammoth yeah i i think that there's a, a decent chance put it low but I, I think that there's a good chance it's it's something we can grasp something that's within reach right i personally think that something like that is much more believable than, say, the Van Meter Visitor, 
which was a flying pterodactyl with uh, a headlight on its forehead. Just just to throw that out there. Yeah. Had to put that in there. <laughs> is the would the dodo bird be considered a cryptid? Well, I mean, is that yeah. it, it depends. I mean, it has have people come out and said that they've seen a dodo bird because that's that's where cryptozoology really draws the line. Right. Where you have prehistoric animals, you have things that are extinct. And when it becomes cryptozoology is when someone says, hey, I saw a dodo. That's when it becomes a cryptid, you know, and it, it only becomes a stronger cryptid as more evidence and more sightings come. Like you have to, you have to have the repeated sightings. You have to have someone who claims to have footprint cast or or photographic evidence or stories passed down to them of of dodo birds, and that's that's really where it makes it. And you know, I, th- I think that a lot of people get confused with l- myth, lore, legends uh, when it comes to crypto- cryptids. You know, they're looking at these legends, lores, and myths as they are all cryptids. And it's just not the case for, you know, for me, like if, if we have physical proof, like uh, the, the Bishopville monster, the, the lizard man of South Carolina, right. We have proof that, that, that something attacked a car, right. We have teeth marks and, and just incredible markings on this woman who claimed that her car was just absolutely devastated or uh, destroyed by this, upright walking lizard man <laughs> and uh guess what that's what the car looks like the car looks like it got fucked up by something with uh with some teeth i mean think about something be able to puncture through the the metal the of a car like the, a car's hood i mean if you ever get a chance to look into that i'll, I'll be covering it at some point some point down here in the infinite rabbit hole but that's that's the kind of stuff that's that's feasible for me where Although the Van Beener Visitor is a absolutely beautiful story, it's great. It's a it's entertaining, it's it's awesome. But is there any physical proof of it? Is there any uh, real historical documents saying that this was a thing? Now, in the episode, I came across some things where, yeah, it, it there are some articles that claim to have it, but you also got to understand that is that that the time frame there wasn't any kind of a uh, real source of communication. So you got to take that all with a grain of salt. So yeah, I don't know how we get on that. It's a rabbit hole. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Justin, you got anything for us, man? I'm just glad you guys are con- you, that uh, Jeremy, you're continuing with the show and Jake, I'm really glad that you were on tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'm still working on that, uh, that, uh, Okopogo video for you. I'll find something, man. But I remember when we did the episode with Phantom Phil, it was sparse. Oh, no problem. Uh, you don't have to bother with it if 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 you don't think you don't stress. I'm actually moving to BC, and I'll be very. I'm going to be in the Okanagan Valley, if not right, 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 right at the tail end of it. Um, so I I'll be like, I think like an hour or so from uh from the. What is a what is the town there? Uh, I can never remember it, but uh, yeah, that that lake. I'll be I'll be really close to there, so I might go up time to time and check it out. And I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of people live in that area, so I, if it hasn't been caught on video in a while, I mean, maybe it's. Uh, I actually heard somebody talk to me today that they were hang gliding over that area and they seen it underneath the uh, the water. 
there are some recent-ish videos. I mean, they're not they're not super recent, like in twenty twenties, but you know, definitely in the twenty teens for sure. There's a few of them. I think two thousand eight was a big one. You know about that giant statue that's underneath the the lake there? Uh, no, I don't. No, oh, so somebody made a, a Ogopogo monster statue and they put it in the lake. Uh, I can't remember the name of the lake, but um, it's terrifying. If you were diving in the waters and you just stumbled upon this thing. Is it that big green one? Uh, I think it's green, yeah. It kind of looks like it has a horse head and it's just it's weird. It oh, yeah, terrifying. yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the statue. It's it's pretty funny, freaky looking for sure. <laughs> I was gonna ask Jeremy, have you ever seen Have you ever seen a UFO? I don't know if you've ever. Uh, so I don't think I've ever talked about this, have I? So here's here's the thing, right? I I don't like to uh, tell my stories very much because I think it takes away from my point on the show. I I, I don't want to come off as some as a fanatic. Um, but yes, yes, I have. I've seen two. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things in the sky, right? And uh, that's that's for true. So when I was young, very very young, probably in fourth fifth grade, is this a story with the probing? Yeah. Oh, well, saddle up. Do you want to tell it? No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, we were playing ghosts in the graveyard in the basically the front yard of the high school in my hometown. And uh, we were just kind of, you know, all out there being just stupid kids in the middle of the night. And something flew over us, man. So it, it, it wasn't it wasn't that high either. It was pretty low, but it was completely silent. And I grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in Connecticut. And in that area of Connecticut, there's a well-known triangular craft uh, that it's not the TR3B. It's different. TR3A. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I mean, it just kind of always makes a, uh, it's it makes its rounds. Like, everybody's up there seeing it. It's just such a, a weird phenomenon uh, there in New England with this, this triangular craft. And I saw it one time. And it just, it wasn't very low. Or it wasn't very high. It was pretty low. It had a a whitish dimming light in the middle of it. Best recollection is that it had red lights, you know, at, at random spots throughout the, the bottom of the, the craft. And it was, it was big. And like, you could like, as it passed through the sky, uh, you can tell that it's blocking out the starlight, you know, it, it, as it's going through, it's blocking out the starlight, but the color of it, was fairly close to the night sky. And and if you ever look up at the night sky when it's clear, it's not pitch black. You know, it's like that off hazy bluish uh, black or grayish bluish black. Um, and it was kind of mimicking that is what it kind of looked like. And that, that was just, that's the only time I'd, I'd seen it. And me and my friends booked it on our bicycles and we went home and we fucked off for the rest of the day. And uh, woke up and I, I mean, I've talked about it a few times with, with my friends, especially when we were kids. You ain't never told me about it. Have I not? No. No. Starting to think we're not besties. Well, we are. Anyways. And then there was a, there was one time when I was living in Florida and uh, man, I was coming home from work one day and there's a bridge now down in, in St. Petersburg, Florida, there's a lot of bridges as you go onto the beach that, that open up, they're called draw bridges. 
and you have, you have to wait for the a ship to go through or whatnot before the bridge closes back down. And I, I'm driving up to one of these drawbridges and there's like three or four cars parked to the side. And like, crap, did I, you know, I'm looking for the red light that's going to come up to tell me that, you know, we got to stop and the thing's going to go up and, but it's not there. The car ahead of me just goes right past these guys and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, all four, three or four of these cars on the side of the road all have their, their hazards on. So I'm looking up and I'm like, holy crap, there is a, there's something in the sky. Uh, and it's, it's so, so weird. It wasn't that far off the ground either. Uh, I would say Jacob probably flies around the same height as what a, you know, an 860 would have flown. Man, those can fly like 10,000 feet. I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, where, when it's, when it's cruising around the Norfolk area. Oh, yeah, so I mean, maybe like maybe 500 to a thousand feet. Yeah. Something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that far up. And I'm actually on the phone with my wife. I'm like, hold on, Katie, let me, I got, I got to stop and uh, check this out. You know, so I, I pulled up in front of the line of cars on the, I was the very first car. I also got out and I'm like, what, what is that thing? And the guy's like, I don't know, but that thing was like way down here. It was like a hundred feet, like off the ground, not three minutes ago. And I'm like, really? He goes, yep. It literally just shot up and it's just sitting there right now. And then all of a sudden it just goes up and just disappears right into the sky. And I'm like, whoo, man, let me tell you, that was, that was some wild shit right there. Did you ever hear, I don't know if Jake told you this, I sent him the video that I have on my channel about how people who are being abducted by aliens have been able to stop the abductions by pronouncing or calling on the name of Jesus. Have you ever heard of that? No. Do you want me to send you, I'll send you a, I'll send you a video if you want to watch, uh, if you want to watch and talk, talks a bit about that. Man, if it has aliens or UFOs in it, send it my way. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I've I've seen in a vision, I've seen an angel um, carrying me through what I think is the third heaven. Um, and the space that I was in was very, you know, back to that word, non-Euclidean. Um, very interesting. And I was not high. I was laying in bed once. And I felt this electricity come upon my body. And all of a sudden I was just transported to this other place. This is far after I was done using psychedelic drugs. And um, I've seen this tall, light blonde hair, light brown hair, maybe blonde hair guy walking me down the corridor. And um, I was like, that's an angel. And uh, But I wasn't me as a fleshly human being. I was this sort of spirit being. It's hard to explain. Um, anyways, so when I hear UFO abduction experiences, uh, the Travis Walton one, for example, um, where he sees the grays and then he gets moved through the rooms by this tall guy wearing a blue shirt with like kind of longish light brown hair. And he looks like a human being when I actually never, I, so I had my experience with this, with this angel i believe very 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 uh, confidently and then later on a couple months or a year later i heard about the travis walton story and when he told me about the the, the alien being that's often described as the nordic you know the nordic aliens i was like that's you know this is where i this is where i believe um jake doesn't seem to i don't know if he holds the same opinion but it's a fallen angel and um the book 
talked a bit about that if, if you do purchase it, but I can send you a copy if you just want this one. Um, either way. And I was like, wow, that just sunk right into my spirit. And I was like, I got to look into this. And so I started Googling and lo and behold, um, CE4, I think it's called CE4 research. And they, they document, uh, the main dude works for MUFON. Um, and he, he's kind of on the fringe of MUFON and he's, uh, documented, um, multiple encounters of people who've been able to stop alien abductions, by calling on the name of Jesus. And as soon as I heard that, They're demonic. Light bulb, the light bulb went off <laughs> in my head. And I was like, okay, now I get it. This makes sense. So uh, I, I urge you to look into that. You like aliens and UFOs and all that cool stuff. So I'll send you the, I'll send you the video that I have on my channel. Yeah, definitely. Jeremy, did I ever send you the video that I recorded of with the first UFO? I don't know if I can show you guys on this, if it'll, if you'll be able to see it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll give it a shot. Let's see. This was, I recorded this probably back in 2012. Is that that light there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? You recorded that, Jake? Yeah. This was from the smoke pit over at the uh, Oceana Barracks. No shit. Man. And then the second one I saw was over here. That was. Um, like the mountaintop, not not Magoo, because um, there's Mount Chumash right behind us, right? But like going towards that direction, but then the mountains continue over to the left, and there's actually a house that's kind of sitting there on a peak. I have a picture of it. I, I don't. I probably look it up on the the Google or the uh, you know address or whatever where exactly. But anyway, it was a uh, silver orb, and I was it was right there. I mean, it was hovering like you would expect a. Uh, you know, maybe a slow moving blimp, maybe that was going like that was facing us. Cause you remember over at Norfolk, the good Goodyear blimp would fly over us all the freaking time. Right. right. Like, yeah. Apparently they could just go through the military airspace for some reason. But anyway, so it was it was basically as if the blimp was facing us, right? So it was a shiny orb. Um, but hovering in the same way a helicopter would, and then it would just bam, it was gone. Um but I, the... I never took anything from it because I'm like, I yeah, I live at a military base that has a rail gun on it. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I didn't really go over what the one in Florida looked like for me, but it was it was a shiny orb. That's that's what I you know yeah. I don't think I said that. Uh oh, orbs getting in the picture. But now. the problem <laughs> is with the whole orb thing is that a light, the sun being reflected from a um from a shiny surface from any distance greater than like maybe a hundred feet look, would look like just a shiny light. Or just like an orb or whatever, right? Right. You wouldn't be able to see the the intensity of the light coming off that object. You wouldn't be able to see definite features of that object, right? So yeah. if it had angles or edges or whatever it was, it would just look like a light, um, or a you know the sun being reflected off of an object. Yeah. So that's where I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I don't know. You know, being around a military base, I a hundred percent think that it's military vehicles we're in we're so deep in uav technology now you know it's like i i wish i had taken a video of it i i actually want to take back i don't know what it was so obviously it was a ufo it was something in the sky that that i couldn't right. identify i don't identify any of that stuff as aliens it's just something i didn't know what it was have you seen those videos of the two the two moons yeah 
the Dubai ones. We actually we talked about that in one of our news episodes. Oh, okay. I uh, haven't gone to that one yet, but that's I don't cool. think I don't think you're gonna be able to get that anymore. To be honest with you, man, I think I took that off. Uh, yeah, it says rabbit hole news or our rabbit. Uh, there's there's something there's something that has news in it. It's in my save to to listen to later type of. To be fair, we've done like six or seven of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, depending, I mean, I th- I think I always leave the newest one on there, and when we do another another one, we just I just archive the other. He's been the, purging the... episodes that are older than a year, which is most of them. Most of them, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, we're gonna go ahead and and start closing out, man. Uh, we're at we're at almost an hour and a half. I'm gonna try to cut this down to about an hour. Um, Jake, do you have anything before we go, man? Hey, dude, thanks for reaching out. We appreciate you listening, and you know we do appreciate that you enjoy the original setup of what we were doing with the show. Got a lot of people that a lot of people that were that liked it, right? That there was no echo chamber. There was a lot of uh, you know uh, through our own lens and perspective of. Uh, you know, for me, my relationship with Christ, for others, it was their, uh, you know, for Jeremy, his relationship with science and how the world works and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, it, we enjoyed it thoroughly. And there's some people that didn't find that, you know, very cool. They they thought that having, you know, there's a couple people that definitely thought that having my voice on there was stupid, right? And, uh, and got some hate from that. But it was just, um, you know, enjoyed being on there, enjoyed, uh, enjoy hearing that it brings you uh what is it that peace throughout the day where you can you know pop it on because you know let's be real life sucks sometimes you know regardless of what your job is regardless of your hobbies you know motorcycles breaking down all the time but being able to just pop it on and kind of escape for a little bit that's was the goal for this because we came up during the whole covid time frame right we wanted something where someone could listen to us for an hour and just kind of escape from the you know crazy nightmare that kind of surrounded us at the time so even still to today that's that was the goal so appreciate that you're getting that from there it it makes us happy to hear that and keep listening dude <laughs> uh this is this is something i've wanted to do for a very long time you know I, I want more people to reach out and want to have conversations with us so you know i get a lot of people who will message me and be like hey you know i'm thinking about coming on to the show but i've never podcasted before and uh you know i'm nervous and you know it, there's not a lot to it all you're doing is you're sitting down and you're having a conversation with us super super simple um there's no script there's no nothing i appreciate you being the first uh i hope this starts something you know those that are listening um i hope that you're hearing this and like hey you know what that was pretty cool i would like to have a conversation with these guys too uh but no justin that story uh your story is phenomenal phenomenal awesome um Thank you so much for coming on, dude. It means a lot that you still listen to the show. And, yeah, thanks, uh, for, thanks for having me. No, thank you. I only discovered you guys like, was it like, the? it was like a week before I messaged Jake. So uh, we had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. <laughs> very long, but I've, I've listened to, I think, 90% of your episodes, actually. Oh, geez. And you started um, from one? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, think of how much he has to go off of. I've jumped around, but yeah. Um, can I plug myself a little bit here? Yeah, I got of a YouTube yeah. channel. Absolutely. Uh, 
So Justin Hunter dash TCM. Uh, I don't really have a steady flow, but if anybody wants to subscribe, I post anything that I think of. Um, I'm kind of making a video game and sometimes I post updates on there, but I've changed direction with that. And so um, sometimes I interview people who have cool stories. Recently, this girl who was into the new age and um, somebody who she was uh, as a medium, she was connected to, uh, told her to basically turn to Christ. And it was a fantastic story. So um, I interviewed for her and uh, yeah, I just, you know, talk about whatever, whatever I'm thinking about at the time. So Justin Hunter, TCM, you feel free to hit me up on there too. Cool, oh, man. Sure. I just subscribed. Hey, oh, if thanks. you get onto our Facebook group too, we have self-promotion Saturdays. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Every Saturday. Post, Actually, post I just them. just deactivated my Facebook, so I only have Messenger because I'm writing a book oh. and it's taking too much of my time. So. Oh, fair enough. Well, if once your book gets out, you know, um, feel free. You can just jump on with us. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and close this out, guys. Uh, last call. And anything else that wants to be said? Nope. Um, God, God bless you all. May the Lord keep you and bless you, uh, bless you, make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen. All right. All right. Well, that has been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you in the next path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye. Bye. You have to say it. Just. Bye. There it is. There Bye. you go. <laughs> I would like to thank you once again for tuning into the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Please make sure to give us a follow and one of those beautiful five-star ratings on your podcast player of choice. If you would like to join the conversation and stay up to date on all things Infinite Rabbit Hole, head on over to Facebook and search for the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group. You'll know it's us when you see the logo. If you would like to help contribute to the cause, there are a few ways to do so. First, head on over to anchor.fm forward slash infinite rabbit hole and click on the subscribe button, where for $5 a month, you'll get access to all our old episodes that will never see the free spotlight ever again. It's horrible stuff, but if you're into that kind of thing, then go check it out. Second, head on over to infiniterabbithole.com and click on the IRH Merch Shop tab and grab yourself a sweet t-shirt, sticker, or whatever else you see that you wouldn't mind owning. Until next time, travelers, I'm Jeremy, and I'll see you at the next fork in the path of the infinite rabbit hole. Bye.